also uh, a Boston original. Self-made millionaire. Uh, friend of such folks as Brownie and Dick Sekis. Georgie. Georgie. RJ. Mr. RJ Valentine. If uh, you could describe this dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Inspirational. Oh. oh that well, was way cleaner I, than I, I was, expected. Yeah, I thought you'd be angry as shit. And just saying fuck a lot. Too good to give that word. What do you like? Happened? By yeah. the way, do you like the word? Yeah, yeah, the word's good. Okay, inspirational is good. Can yeah. you say fucking inspirational? No. Oh, oh now you're on you? good Come on. Say it. I guess tired. RJ. What about? Is what about that what you want? Yeah, yeah. So you want to put words in my mouth? I thought you said one word. Say it. Fucking inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say wicked inspirational? Is that what you want? Yes, yeah, sir. Wicked inspirational. <laughs> Sold. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Oh, I'm a driver and very angry. The sound of a driver on the radio during a race. What do you think I should go with? Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. And I'm not. You're Sean Heckman. Move on. So as you might know, we have this new Amazon Prime show, which we were able to put six episodes out this year. But what you might not know is that while we were filming the Amazon Prime show, Dinner with Racers, we also still made the podcast, Dinner with Racers. And we ended up interviewing one of our favorite people. Who is it, Sean? Uh, Some people might say it's Richard James or RJ Valentine, but that is in fact... Not his name. What is his real name? His name is A.J. 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 Valentine. So to a lot of people in the sports car scene, A.J. is kind of a known figure. But uh, just to give some background, R.J. is sort of the quintessential gentleman driver, for lack of a better expression. R.J. is from a very different era from the rest of us. He was born in the 30s. He really made his business in the 50s and 60s uh, and then went on throughout the 70s, 80s, and, and really right up until a few years ago, racing in... Trans Am during the glory days, Grand Am, IMSA, you name it, he's done it. And he kind of hit his his racing peak in uh, 2009, which I was very happy to be a part of, uh, when he won what very famous race, Ryan? That would be the Daytona 500, Sean. That is correct. He won the Daytona right. 500, if you ask him, and uh, you'll get some clarity right. on that if, if you listen. Uh, but, but RJ is one of these guys who is awesome not just because of his history in the sport, but because he is one of the greatest characters that we have ever known. And on a personal level, I've never had such a thing as a mentor in the business side of my life, Uh, but RJ's been one of those few who I've actually really taken a lot of guidance from and somebody who's really gone out of his way to tell me when I'm being an idiot and I actually listen for a change. So uh, he's somebody that I personally just have a huge admiration for. So on National Coffee Milkshake Day, which is obviously a, a, a popular day, so we drove over to Braintree, Massachusetts, to Davios, Northern Italia, and uh, I think I had some pasta. I had uh, the uh, chicken sandwich, if it didn't have bread, but did have cheese and marinara sauce. And uh, some of the things you're going to hear about in this episode are, uh, well, names for starters, because they don't make them like they used to. You are going to hear an abundance of names. And just to be very clear, you may hear Ryan and I go with it as though we know who he's talking about. Please understand, we have zero clue who any of these names are. 
Like Georgie. Or Brownie. Or Charlie Crotamaker. Or Racehorse Haynes. Joe Jamil. Dick Saka. And a personal favorite, Mr. Joe Kachubis. Goddamn Kachubis. Kachubis! Uh, some other things you can hear about. Uh, a lot of references to ostrich boots for some reason. What a palace insurrection is. Uh, hiring a tail. Uh, one of the favorite stories from the past Dinner with Racers that I like a lot is the story about Sean getting run over by a uh, go-kart. And uh, that makes its way in as well. Anyway, a couple things we should warn you about for this episode. Uh, well, really two things. One, one of the most common complaints we get on our show is uh, people don't like the sound of hearing people chewing or talking with their mouth full. And we go uh, actually quite a ways to try and reduce that. Um, in the case of RJ, there is no way to reduce that because that man could not give a fuck. And then the second thing we should warn you about uh, is there are a few more adult themes in this one. Nothing crazy, but there are some adult themes more so than in some of our other podcasts. So this might be one where you filter out some younger or easily offended ears. No, obviously, we're making a TV show, we're making a podcast, and we're racing. So we're a little bit worn out from that. So it was nice to have our legal counsel, Mr. Michael Avenatti, drive us on over to Braintree. Hey, I need you guys to pull over over here. I really need to pee. And of course, when it comes to arriving in Braintree refreshed and with good fuel mileage and safely uh, what kind of what kind of vehicle could accomplish such tasks that would be the acura mdx and uh hey what kind of tires you got on that yeah i gotta, I gotta get them uh, continental tires cross contact lx sport rj Okay. Oh, you're perfectly. Yeah. You're obviously a huge podcast fan, right? Well, I don't really listen. I'm going to learn. What do you, how do I get into bod- podcast? We'll take care. Of you. No, I know. There's yeah. there's an icon on there because some of some my secretary, my old secretary, showed yeah. me. But I'll start using it. Speaking okay. of, so, secretary, by the way, I've known you 15 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And every time I've been to your office. Same secretary, it seemed like forever. Oh, yeah, well, she and, and what, was she 18 years. That was Laura. Laura. I, that's all I've ever okay. known. Okay, Diana was 15 years. Is that Danny? Was that her name? She just started Monday. Okay, so yeah, it's today's Thursday, Thursday yeah. so it's been four days. Yeah. Um, you're not one who holds back when he talks? Is there a whole, like, HR process where they have to, like, sign eight different documents saying they're okay with hearing all kinds of shit out of your mouth? Oh, what I do is I interview them beforehand. Right. Then Karen gets them. Okay. Now, yeah. Karen Care Bear. Karen has been, like, your right-hand person forever. Well, she's one of them. Yeah. Okay. And, but, but she's, she, her and I she's, have been And she's tough to as nails. She, she, Karen she, can put she, up with anything. But she goes and she, uh, you know, she talks to them. She says, look, this is what he's like. It's a political office. And not political office, but there's everybody's up there polarized and, you know, they're yeah. fucking Trumpsters, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> right. that's so, out. so anyway, so she, she tells them what I'm like and, yeah. you know, when she came in, I asked her, you know, I said, you know, we are, I do political fundraise. She says, I don't, you know, I don't mind. I, I, I pretty much don't, I stay in the you middle of it. make it very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yesterday I come in, right? And typically when they turn the TV on, they mute it. They put it on mute. Yeah, yeah. She's got it. Uh, and she's got the voice going for me. Okay. They got Mueller on you. Okay. Oh, for the hearing. So yeah. the Mueller hearing for yesterday. Yeah, yeah yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> she's got it up. Yeah. She walks in and she's looking at the TV. She says, what do you think of this? And I said, well, I said, this is, uh, it's a game changer. She says, <laughs> she turned out she's a fucking Trumpster, but she didn't want to say anything. Oh, well, then you and her are like peas in the pod. We'll get it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Look, I know people are different. You know, I, I can't. So I just can't help it. 
I'm just sick and tired. You may accept people are different, but I like you're not one to hold back on arguing. I just <laughs> takes. You know what? <laughs> what it does, Sean, is it, it wastes f-ing time if you don't, you know, you don't say what you feel. Sure, that's a. I agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. You yeah. know, and, you know, a lot of people disagree with me, but look, I'm at a f-ing age. I don't give a. Sh- how old? So, how many interviews have you done? 130 something. Yeah, we have like 120 episodes and probably 100 this plus. This is going to be really good. So, oh, well, how <laughs> else think? is this going to go? On season five? All right. <laughs> well, I mean, for, for people like ourselves that are in the business, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, you, so you're predicting that our show will, will get some downloads. Oh, I mean, f- <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that we have your seal of approval, I'm happy. Yeah, I wasn't we, sure, we but now well, I think well, we, should, know, we should commit to it. Everybody wants to hear what everybody had to say. Well, that's, right. that's why your name's come up so many times, because everybody loves to hear your opinions yeah. on things, because you don't hold back. Yeah. Well, you know, some things I do, but you know, for the most <laughs> for the most part, listen, I've been I've been doing this since 1974 or five. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've been racing, and uh, I'm at an age now. My mother went to 99. Okay. Okay, and she was in good health right till the end. My father went to his late 80s. I've got good genes. Yeah. Okay, and I still love and enjoy life. Uh, you know, fantastically. Okay, I do. But you know what? Your runway gets shorter. And you say to yourself, I don't have to put up with the fucking likes of Bernie Sanders, okay, Kamala Harris. Here we go. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm no, just, I'm, go. I'll, get off, I'll get off, I'll get is, off it. I'll uh, get off it. What the fuck are you stopping? Well, no, no, I like the fact that you're saying at your age the, and what you've done with your life, you're like, I don't care. I'm not going to put up with anymore. These people yeah. are fucking socialists. They're fucking communists. All they got to do is look at Venezuela. They got to look at Cuba <laughs> and say to yourself, why do you want a socialistic country? I mean, look, you guys have been on the road for how long? <laughs> Too long. Yeah. No, uh, but no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a story here. Yeah. You're f- working. You're, yeah, work, oh, yeah. you're doing something productive. Thank you for saying and, that. And, you know, you, Can you, you, you call my mom? <laughs> <laughs> my mom's very proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I absolutely love what, what you do. Yeah. And the point is you're in, you're in play all the time. You're in action. You're, yeah. You're meeting new people. You're talking. If you could commercialize and productively Make what you're doing. We talk politics, doing a poli- you and I, yeah, political yeah. stuff at one point. Yeah. And I'll tell you, right now, you, you go to guys like what you did with the Don't know what you're talking about, RJ. What you did with but, <laughs> but, but anyways, do you want to start with... Um, <laughs> we started. Gears. Yeah, but say, switching gears. It's no, ahead, you this is me, your show. You no, me. apparently it's you're running it. It's the RJ show. <laughs> well... Chronicles. Um, <laughs> what, what, I, what I thought about, you tell me if this makes any sense. Uh, I, uh, okay. Okay, what I was going to do is go back until the, the beginning and then yes. evolution and shit that happened all along the line. So, yes. <laughs> so, the short answer is that is exactly what we want. Yeah. Now, here, here's what I want to make clear. This, this, like, you can't know RJ without knowing where RJ came from. So, I, I want to know your, your background. I want people who don't know, because, like, yeah. we meet a lot of wealthy people, but very few people started with and nothing. Oh, also are willing to just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But but what we don't want is like in a 90 minute recording to be like, and then in 1980, this happened. Like we don't want. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But like kind of start from the back. Okay. All right. So let's, you know, obviously Ryan and I know you, you and I have got a lot of history together and people Mm -hmm. in sports car know that the famous AJ. AJ. But, uh, (laughs) but a lot of our fans are either younger, they're IndyCar, they're NASCAR folks. They may not necessarily know you as a household name. And what I find particularly remarkable about you, it's not just the stuff you've done on track, but like, you're a character, you're full of life, but you started 
basically with nothing right. in the in the rough parts of Dorchester. Right. And you built it up South into a, Boston. South Boston. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you're a, now your business wise have been incredibly successful. And I think that's extremely rare. Well, listen. So where were you born? I was born and brought up in Boston. I was born at um, at St. Margaret's Hospital. Okay. Okay. That was um, 1944. Uh, evolved into. Um, Living there in Dorchester as a young young lad, and then you know I started working when I was 13 years old in a in a uh, department store, famous department store in Boston called yep. Filene's. What did mom and dad do? My, my my dad was a boiler maker, had no interest in cars. My mother was a designer and a dressmaker, and the two of them together, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but my mother was a driver. What I mean, she worked extremely hard all the time. My father did too. But he was a functioning alcoholic, you know. He he didn't drink during the day, but at night he would drink. Right. And they were American? I mean, Valentine's well, Italian. obviously Italian. Were, uh, he was born in Italy, but right. he came here when he was six years, six months old. Okay, okay. And my mother was born here. And I remember you telling me, so you were Italian, but you grew up in the Irish parts of Dorchester. Oh, yeah. yeah. So how'd that go? Well, in the beginning, it was kind of tough. In the very beginning, uh, you know, I was hanging around with a lot of kids, some of them were Irish, and we, you know, we get into it. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they, we were we were called guineas, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. And so, anyways, my first encounter was with Ronnie Corbett. My mother made all my clothes for me by hand. Yeah. I mean, shorts, socks. Yeah. We, we looked like we were brought up in a high high income area. Okay. Okay. My sister and I. Oh, because you had custom made clothes. Oh yeah, my custom made yeah, clothes. Right. right. Yeah. So I'm walking down the street, and Johnny Corbett grabs me. And you're like seven years he, old? Uh, no, I'm like 10 or 11. Okay, okay, he's yeah, right. choking me my, 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 my mother's handmade tie. Nice. So I come to the door crying. My old man says, you're not getting in this house unless you beat the shit out of that kid. So I had to go. <laughs> he, took, he says, give me the fucking tie and you go, you go get him. So I was scared of my father. So I went up. And a legend and was I got born. a hold of Johnny Cove. who was like three years old. Than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I beat the out of good, good. <laughs> I looked at my hands. I said, oh, I was a stocky kid. And that was the end of it, okay? The, car, the mother came down with the boy. I said, look what your son did to my son. Yeah. He says, well, you tell your son the next time he lays another hand on him, he says, he won't be walking. <laughs> <laughs> so so af after that, I used to hang along with my friend Frank. And this other Jewish kid, Bobby Schulman, and this kid, Polish kid, uh, <laughs> Jim Pei. Okay. okay. See, nowadays we can't just say that. You can't be like, oh, that's my, my Jewish friend, Sean. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. they're like, whoa, wait, hey. That's, well, we were, uh, we were, but that's how it was. Yeah, that's yeah. how it was yeah. back yeah. then. Because, the, the, I mean, parts of Dorchester were, were genuinely separated by sort of ethnicity to right. an extent, right? There was an Irish part but, and a Polish part. So how many fights did you say you got into? You know, I, I wasn't looking for fights. Sure. I just, I just, you know. I, Dad said I you're going to stand up for that yourself. Wasn't, and, listen, yeah. he, listen, fighting is like, for, you know, what the hell are you fighting for? Because somebody's going to get hurt. Or, sure. But you just want to defend yourself in the case of somebody, yeah. you know. So I get it. I, I went to work in the, in the uh, Filene's basement, 13, 14, 15, 16. And then uh, I ended up high school and then getting out of high school. Uh, not 
basically the last year of high school, I didn't know if I wanted to go to college. So my father right. got me a job in a meatpacking factory. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. That'll teach okay. you to go to college. Uh -huh. right. So at the end of the summer, I said, I'm going to college. <laughs> <laughs> so while I was in college, worked in the meat factory, attended bar on the weekends, and after work, I drove a taxi cab. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Okay. But I always had a buck in my pocket. You yeah. Know? Right. Right. I paid for my education. You have to, right. You have I to had I had a '62 yeah. Chevy back in you know '69, '70. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it was uh, like you weren't on scholarship. Your parents weren't paying for your college. No, like my, this my was old man. You know, he yeah. Yeah. College. You once told me like when you were young, on cold nights, your mom literally would iron sheets. Well, to keep we had warm. a sunroom. We only lived in like. A thousand square feet, eight hundred square wow. feet, sure. yeah. and we had a sunroom that didn't have any heat in it. Right. And my mother, this was when I was a little bit younger. Yeah. She would iron the bed with a with a with a cast iron iron, yeah. and she'd put a stocking cap on me. Wow. And That's I swear to God that the const my constitution at that point was so good. Yeah. Right. That it's it's it was help. I think it was helpful. Maybe it was yeah, right. right. So, <laughs> right. anyways. My mother and I were very close. Uh -huh. I was a mama's boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so my father was good to me, too. He yeah. put me on skates. Okay. Okay. He loved me, and they both loved my sister and I. And, you know, even though he had his, his demons, he worked in big, uh, you know, big stacks, smoke stacks. And, okay. uh, you know, he worked in, uh, in the Second World War. He was uh, at uh, Groton. Okay. The, oh, wow. The, yeah. the sub base okay. down there. Yeah. He worked in the Los Angeles class, uh, well, what they were known as the Nautilus class. You said yeah. Boilermaker. Honestly, there's a lot of kids under 40 yeah, that point. don't know what a Boilermaker even is. Yeah, it's a welder. Okay. It's a welder. So, anyways, um, that always, that always, he belonged to a union, but he was a Republican. Okay. Okay, and he hated the union because the union used to work him over. They would choose who they wanted to, and I, yeah. I can remember him supporting Eisenhower. Okay. Okay, he thought Eisenhower was pretty good. Yeah. He knew Jack Kennedy. Right. Oh, wow. But anyways, so we're going through the, I'm working three jobs. I go through college at Suffolk University, um, and then I get out of college. Still had the three jobs, and I found this company called Remitting Services Incorporated. It was doing work for these two guys. And, you know, we were collecting premiums for health insurance and mm -hmm. for attorneys and accountants. They were second to die guys. Sure, sure. Do you know what a second to die guy is? No. Okay. Okay. Let's say you were married, he was husband and wife, okay? You die. Mm -hmm. Second to die policy pays your widow off. Okay. Okay. So that's a second to die. So they were looking to generate leads for, through these this health insurance right. remitting service. Okay. So... I'm, I'm working there, and I, went, I said, you know, we're only doing it for attorneys' accounts. I said, let me go talk to these guys and talk to them about going to all businesses. Right. So I went to them, and uh, I said, you know what? I got an idea. Why don't we go to grocers and florists and uh, professional people, et cetera, et cetera? Okay? So make a long story short, uh, they said, hey, it's a great idea. I said, well, can we talk about... Uh, you know, can we talk about equity? I said, well, you're kind of young. Like I was 25. He says, you're right. kind of young to be talking about equity. Wait, so you're selling all this shit, but they're not letting you get a cut. No. So I said, well, how old do you have to be to get equity? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, what's, the, what's the limit here? Right, exactly. So yeah. I go off on my own, and I, was in, I had a broom closet and a good address. Mm -hmm. and a literal broom. That was okay. my office. Yeah. Wow. So then I went out. I got a book, book uh, from Blue Cross. I knew the manager there. He, he and I liked each other. He said, I don't know what you can do with this. If you can write, you know, a couple of two or three hundred accounts, mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe you can make, you know, pay your bills. Yeah, right. So I went out and three weeks I couldn't sell anything because I didn't know how to sell. And then finally this guy, Mel Gross, took me in. He was a junk man. And he took me into What's a his junk man? Like sold junk bonds? What does that mean? No, no, oh, junk. Like, a, like an actual like junk, junkyard. You know, junkyard. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So okay. I go okay. into yeah, his yeah. office. He brings, opens know. his door and there's dogs and everything. And it looked like a Wall Street office. Oh. And I'm looking around and he goes, you didn't think a, a junk man would have something like this. Well, Mel turned out to be one of my best friends. He bought the policy and then he networked me in the junk business. Okay. And that was the beginning. Instead of selling 300 a year... I was selling 300, 400 policies a month. Then I brought other people in, and it was all fee-based. Okay. Okay, so like, you know, and it's heyday. I was making 29, 30 bucks per head per month. Mm -hmm. I ended up with 52,000 companies in about almost 480,000 subscribers. So you multiply that Jeez, out. We were bucks. making a f***ing fortune. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then I started building businesses. I went in from health to life to disability right. to 401k. And then I started doing real estate development uh, with uh, uh, with different people. Sure. That, that you know, I I was good at marketing. So mm -hmm. we we bought a 128 lot sub. When I say bought it, we made a deal with a bank. Sure. Okay. That yeah, some yeah. guy couldn't sell the lots. And mm -hmm. uh, Georgie, my partner, and the real he, he walks in one morning. He says, "Chopper, you're gonna love this one." <laughs> <laughs> so we go down to the bank to the uh, board of directors. And literally um, talk to them about moving so many lots per per month. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we said, well, out of the 128 lots you got, what's going to be the requirement? He said, well, you got to sell six or eight of these a year. And then in the second year, you got to sell another 14 a year. So we walked out of Georgia. And I left. What happens next is I show, uh -huh. we show up, get off the, it starts raining. I says, we're screwed now, Georgie. He's, don't worry about a thing. We have all these school buses that we hired from the school. Okay. Go to the subdivision, okay? It's raining like a son of a bitch. We get out there, and I'm, I'm saying, we're, this is going to be a bust. There's this <laughs> big, huge tent out there. Georgie's got whiskey, he's got beer, and all the people are walking around in the rain. But I saw this big board in the 120 lots on there. He's got like 78 of them with flags on them. And Georgie, I said, well, what's this? They were soul flags. He says, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> So people are walking around. A few people bought them, and one woman comes up. She says, I want lot number, number 22. He says, Agnes, somebody's got a hold on that lot. But let me tell you something. If they blow out, I'll call you. So Monday morning, he had like 30, 30 people. Joe, Agnes, lot 22, just blow out. I got three people behind you. Bring the check in. Yeah. He closed all the sales. Right. So basically, so, he faked the demand. Right. Yeah. He yeah, faked right. the demand. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. some people I know that do you know, nice films about that shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, make a long story short. Uh, the, we, we had to pay the bank on a lot release 10. Yeah. So it went from, we were 12, 15, 22, 27. We were making way more than what we had to pay the bank. Sure, and the bank yeah. called us up and they said, look, we have to have a meeting. And I said, well, what's the meeting about? He said, well, come down. We'll talk to you. So they go in there and said, all of our stockholders are pissed off because you guys are making so much money. <laughs> I said, well, what do you sign agreements like this with us? Yeah, I said, right. you want to talk to my attorney, Charlie Kratmaker? I said, he's a Harvard, he's a Harvard, you know, he's a top five Harvard guy. So 
They don't name people like this yeah, anymore. Yeah, what was his name? Charlie Krattenmaker? Charlie Krattenmaker. So Charlie calls... <laughs> or Chuck Krattenmaker, whatever you want. So we sold that subdivision out, and what happened was everybody in the Boston, around this area, found out what we were doing. They hired us. We made a load of money in the real estate business. Okay. Okay, then we started doing our own subdivisions. Yeah. Then I got into um, uh, several other business. I got in the oil and gas drilling business. Because we were coining, you know, I've got to tell you, we were coining like 20, 25 million personal, you know, income per year. That's yeah. why I was, yeah. so I was taking it's the money. It's like and podcasting. It. Yeah. Yeah. We do the same thing. <laughs> same thing. We do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Remember our first mill? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> we're going along and I'm investing and investing and investing yeah, right. in money. Okay. So uh, business is going good and we're building business. So in 1974... Uh, we're going down to uh, my wife's, um, her, her father bought a condo in Palm Beach. So we're going down, I says, part of the deal is we're going to Palm Beach, but I got, this friend of ours, Malcolm, was with us. I said, we're going up to Daytona, this 24-hour race. I read about it in the, in the paper, we're going up there. Okay. All right. So, so we, let, me, let me pause you there. Go ahead. I have two interruptive questions. Go ahead. And I'm sorry. Um, the first, did people call you Chopper? Yeah, I well, he could, no, what, the what only is, guy that called me Chopper was Georgie. Georgie, Georgie. Pisotti. Georgie, Georgie Pisotti. Georgie could call you Chopper. Can we call you Chopper? Can we bring it back? Call me whatever you want to yeah, call. All right, Chopper. Chopper. Okay. And you heard about this race. You read about it in the paper. Right, so we go there and, and we get our guy? tickets. Pardon? Were you a car guy at any, in any of this? Oh, I've been always a car guy. Okay. I, you know, yeah. As a kid. I yeah. mean, I put yeah, that an 62. Old yeah. The 62. And and before that, I yeah. had a Studebaker, a 53 oh. Studebaker with, with an old 88 engine and a tri okay. tri power. Yeah, yeah. I did that, put a LaSalle transmission on it, and, and uh, had some people help me make it. It was, a, it was an okay car. Yeah. But, it's a good uh, car. But, Anyways, uh, where'd you park the car? I parked the car in outside. Boo boo. All right. <laughs> so and so in seventy, actually seventy two, watching the race, and let's race start at three o'clock or two o'clock. Forget what it was. And about seven o'clock, she says, "Well, are we going to dinner?" I said, "Why don't you and Malcolm go? I'm going to watch this." So um, she comes back around nine thirty, ten o'clock. She says, "Well, what are you going to do?" I said, I want to watch this. I'll be, I don't want, I'll find my yeah, way back. Right. So she leaves. Malcolm uh, stayed a while, then he left. Uh, and 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm still there. I'm down, uh, coming out of the infield onto the banking, yeah, like and I'm looking up there. Bob Tullius was in, mm -hmm. a, in a car. He was mm -hmm. in a Jaguar. I see this thing rocketing off the infield onto the banking, and I'm saying, these f***ing guys have balls. Yeah. They have real f***ing balls. So we, we're going out there, and the next day, I stayed up all day and all night watching the race. I didn't even take a shower. Yeah. She says, well, she got, I'll get the stuff when we meet the airport. <laughs> so um, we're banking out of Daytona. I'm looking down. She says, you're, low, you're looking at it so hard, it looks like you should be doing it. She says, I says, I'd love to. She says, why don't you buy a car? Right. So I found some Good guys yeah. up in New York, 75. I found a A-production Corvette owned by a guy that owned like a chain of muffler shops. Okay. And I started campaigning that car. And I went, you know, I, I did my regionals at Skip Barber, mm -hmm. open wheel, Ford, uh, Formula Ford. Then um, I did, uh, I bought the car and I did regionals. I think I did four or five, six regionals. Sure. Then I went into nationals and I was doing okay. I yeah. was doing pretty good. Yeah. And you're self-funding everything. You don't have sponsors. Oh, this yeah. I had my own open-wheel trailer. You're playing with your money. My plan with my, no, nobody was giving me any money. So, yeah. anyways, I do that, and then I decide in 1978, 
what I want to do is I want to try, you know, this is all fun, but these other guys look like they're pretty competitive. Yeah. So that was, uh, I, I stepped up and I got involved in IMSA. Yeah. I met John Bishop, who I really liked. Yeah. Um, uh, it was when Hurley was in, in his prime, when uh, Peter Gregg was in, you know, when his, his, his whole thing was in there. Yeah. And I was racing with those guys. I mean, I mean, I wasn't doing very good, but <laughs> okay. So 78, 79, the Whittington brothers were in there. Yeah. And um, I was going, well, who are these guys? And they're from Fort Lauderdale. And uh, I go into a, an, into a pisser. I think it was at the Glen. I'm looking down, and there's this it's guy. Yes. <laughs> this guy standing next to me with baby, what I didn't know what they were. They were baby blue ostrich boots. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking down. It was Whittington's father. Mm. So, you know, I went out, and I'm, I'm watching the show. They had all the best equipment you could imagine, right, you know. Right, And I said to somebody, the guys that were, I said, what the f*** are these guys? <laughs> he, says, he says, they're in the RV business. Ah, the RV business. I yeah. said, Jesus, I didn't know there was that much money in the RV business, right? <laughs> so, anyways. If uh, it's fully loaded. There's not. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they had ostrich boots on. Well, you okay. gotta have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you? <laughs> then, then there was, uh, then was Ted Field, Danny and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, all of all the big, big guys. Yeah, right. And you know, I was just a pimple on a camel's ass. I mean, I, I'm in there, I'm in there racing. These guys are going by me, and you know, I'm, uh, you know, I didn't have anything. Right, right. So. But you're out there, you're doing yeah. it. Doing it and having yeah. fun and trying to and trying to. Well, win. And you're you're a big hockey guy, right? Like oh, it I wasn't, oh, I didn't tell you, I played yeah. hockey in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's not like you could go run and, and, and play in the Stanley Cup out of nowhere. Oh, like, no, you know, no, this was, this no, was a cool no, chance. No, no, no right. I played semi-pro for, for a year. Yeah. Okay, so that was pretty good, but I didn't want to lose any teeth and get my bones broken. But, yeah. So, anyways, I still did, played did, hockey while I was doing it. Did you feel pressure to go out and buy some ostrich boots? Uh, I have, like, uh, seven <laughs> pairs of them, eight pairs of them. They never all the colors. <laughs> Gotta have them. Yeah, Do you see? like ostrich boots? No, I've never even heard of I that. I don't even know what this is. is. I'll you want some pair. ostrich boots? I'll give you some of them. Can we give some? Can we give, can we can give, we give one set of ostrich signed ostrich boots to a fan? Yeah, they have to be signed. They, they have, have to be signed. signed. Would you sign yeah. a pair of ostrich yeah, boots? I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> yes. But, uh, anyways, this anyways, is the greatest giveaway of all time. At that time, and then I was watching stuff. We went to the 24 hours, and at the middle of the night, in the in the pits, and I see the Whittington brothers. And Ted Field is selling them an engine. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I see these guys open up a briefcase with cash in it, and they're yeah. giving cash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. From the RV business. $50,000 from the RV business. Oh, yeah. What I thought was I'm going, Jesus yeah. Christ, maybe I ought to look into the RV business. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm right. missing something. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Well, I'd like to invest in your company, make, sir. Make yeah. a long story short, there was Preston Hen. Yeah. Okay. Swap shop, Marty Hines. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was... Um, yeah. Randy Lanier. Yeah, we had him. We on. had him. Anyways, the, uh, that's going on. I'm watching the Whittington brothers. I'm watching all these guys that are really, I mean, they're like superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're getting to play with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I wasn't, I didn't have what they had. And then there was a lull in there. I met up with uh, Dave Watson, okay, out of Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. He was, a, you know, he was a, NAS, a NASCAR guy, but got into road racing. Right. He built a Pontiac Firebird for me, and I think we ran 82, 83 after the IMSA thing. And um, we're getting back 88. I um, end up getting some guys out of, uh, there was a guy by the name of Ken Murray. Okay. March 82, uh, 82G. Yeah. I think we drove with him a couple of times, okay. 
Uh, and then I ended up going over to uh, hire this guy who ran my car out of Florida, out of Fort Lauderdale. And um, they, a couple of those guys worked for the Whittingtons, okay. one big guy. So I said, well, what did you do for them? He said, well, he says, I, he was kind of a gopher. What year was this? This was like in the 80s, right around, you know. Had they already gone mid away? To later. No, no, they hadn't gone away uh, okay. yet. But what would happen was um, he worked for Randy. Okay. Okay, and I said, what would you do? It's a stories like, he says, that Randy would tell me to go down and get, you know, uh, get uh, McDonald's. And he said, well, you got any money? He said, just reach under the seat. He says, there's plenty of money. He reached in there. There was a $10,000. Jesus Christ. Big Macs for everyone. Right. So yeah. he goes down. and you know, it. Yeah, he, he worked for them for a number of years. Yeah. 88, I'm running Trans Am with the guys from Fort Lauderdale. That's 88, 89. And then what happens is I'm in the Trans Am series now. Mm -hmm. I started off in the Trans Am. I think I have 127 starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can check it on there. Yeah, I think it was like third or fourth deep. 127. Uh, 127 yeah, starts. Yeah. Okay. So um, I was with this guy, and then I went to Sobe. I did okay. I wasn't that great. And in 1992, um, Greg Pickett spots me. And Greg... Uh, was a championship driver, yeah, great right. driver, yeah, okay? Yeah. So he says, why don't you come with me? We're gonna run a three-car team. And um, so I decide that what I'm gonna do to, you know, from the old Trans Am cars, they, they were sh cars. <laughs> yeah. So I bought Scott Shops yeah. uh, championship car. Right, yeah. And I said, is this what a race car really is, yeah. should be right. like? Right. I had all the setups. Uh, I, I come on the team and I had a brand new trailer, kick-ass trailer. Okay, <laughs> best kind of. I I was the only one that had three engines. Okay, okay. Even Pickett and the other guy only had one or two engines. And I had them in rotation up at K Tech. Mm -hmm. He says, "I want you up at Groton in, in a week and a half." And so I'm going. Where's Groton? He says, "It's north of." Uh, uh, it's right around Grand Rapids. Have yeah. you been there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, it's like in March, it's freezing up there. Yeah. So, oh. the, get the cars all there and everything. Everything's back to condition. He, they, Riley Scott did a great job. Mm -hmm. So, make a long story short, I get in the car and I'm driving the car. Now, Brian Till yeah. was driving the other car. Right, yeah. And he had Brian Till there and he was trying to get Brian to help me. Yeah, so, it's like a little coaching kind so of thing. Yeah. I went out in the car and he said, well, what's the car doing? I said, it doesn't feel good. He said, I didn't ask, ask you whether it felt good. What's it doing? And he was, you know, right in my face. Yeah. I said, well, it seems like it's falling down in the front. He says, what side is falling down? I said, in the left, it's, it's falling down. He says, okay, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so he says, I put a 250-pound spring in the, on the left front. It should have been maybe a 500 or 700. Right. He was just testing me. He was testing me. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. finally, he taught me how to do springs. He taught me how to do shocks. And then I started getting better and better. Learned how to use the bars. The cars were beasts. I don't know if you ever drove up. I never got to drive a Trans Am car, and I wanted to so bad. The f***ing things yeah. are just unbelievable. I wanted to be Tommy Kendall, you mm -hmm. know. Oh. I was there well, when Tommy, when he was doing his thing. Have you done him yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two-parter. First oh, season, yeah. So, 
now all of a sudden, I'm starting to finish in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'm feeling good about the car. It's like an old shoe. Yeah, right. And you're there every week, and you're testing in between. And it was just, we just, I was really having a lot of fun. Yeah. So now, what's going on? It's in the heyday of, um, of Jiffy Lube. Of Jiffy Lube? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not paying anymore. So Jiffy Lube's actually sponsored. Well, we, we just skipped a whole part of your company that I don't think was, is out there. So you went from going to insurance to real estate, and well, then That was you, another deal. Let me back up. Oil and gas, we were buying and drilling existing wells. Okay. Not existing, we're taking over existing wells, re-drilling them, yeah. refracking them. Did you ever work with uh, Daniel Plainview? No. Okay. What about his son? Uh, 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 HW. HW? HW Plainview? No. no we uh, were, I think he's yeah. in Mexico. We were on our yeah, own. Right. We were... We were doing shallow wells. Okay. Oh, yeah. Different business. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, Pennzoil, I saw, it was at Road Atlanta, I saw a quick move in Atlanta. It's called Pennzoil. That's how I got into the business. <laughs> uh, what? Okay, what the <laughs> f- just happened? I, that came out of nowhere. So, well, I'm, uh, at, I'm, I'm at Road Atlanta. Okay, so you're driving, so this is like 80s. Like, let's wait till, let's get, a, let's get, let's. <laughs> no, no. No. Eat some more white talking. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I go, uh, we, 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 we were running 50 weight motor oil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we had a big block Chevy. Yeah, right. In, in right. my, in my um, Can Am looking car. Engine ran hot. Run on a motor oil. So the Pennzoil rips is this some of the quick lube down in Atlanta. Okay. So I had five or six hours. I said, what's a quick lube? And he said, well, do you want to see one? I said, well, how long does it take? He said, it take about an hour to get there and an hour to get back. So I drove down with them. And I looked at this and I said, what a great idea this is because because this is late 80s uh 1980 early 80s early 80s and the idea of like the quick oil change and that's all mm-hmm. it is was mm-hmm. not a thing prior to that so, so you show up in atlanta and there's this quick loop mm-hmm. i come back now remember if that office had all suits in it bankers and cpas right what office what i said i got a great idea his office so okay. gallagher's my right hand guy Gallagher. I said, what's the idea? He said, Chopper, talk to me. I said, we're going to get in the quick loop business. And to this point, it's been all real estate and insurance. Fee-based. No no dirty hands, no nothing. Okay. So, it was a palace insurrection. I don't know what the f*** you just said. (laughs) Gallagher was pissed we were doing this. Okay. He wants to stay in the transaction. Hold on. Gallagher's out, man. Yeah. Huh? Let, let, let's let you swallow the salad. Because <laughs> I actually think the Jiffy Lube thing is a big part of your career and it, and it explains some of the sponsors you had. All right. Uh, well. but, it, but it doesn't work with a mouthful of salad. I like it. I mean, it I sells great. It right. sells that this is real. No, no, no. He's, he's <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm actually I'm loving this because most people don't eat because they're just telling the story and then they, they like, I didn't eat much. And I like the fact that you're like, nah, fuck, I'm right. eating. You're going to hear this <laughs> shit whether I'm Salad's good. But that, <laughs> so... So anyway, make me eat, boys. Maybe maybe a long story. So I go back, bring it back to the office. This fight infighting inside the office. So Pat didn't want to do it. Yeah. Bobby, my accountant, was passive, and then Brownie, who worked with Pat at the bank. And that's a nickname. Brown, Dick Brown. Okay. Oh, okay. Damn. I call him Brown. <laughs> so he's this day still coming. He was in today. Now, oh. was, was, was the office. Um, is it the same one over yeah. here on Wood Road in Braintree? Yeah. No, so this has been the same office forever. 
Well, I converted that over from a trucking terminal to an office building. Wow. Okay. So this yeah. has been the same place for decades. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the so, infighting is just that like, yeah, and, it's too so, different of a business, or it's like yeah, it's just, it was it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't right. in your it's wheelhouse. A good point. It wasn't in their wheelhouse. Okay. But I'm eclectic. Yeah, sure. But You're anyways, the they, they, the the stores as they exist never really made a lot of money. They're making they were averaging 31 cars a day. The quick loops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they were making, a guy could make 40 or 50 grand a year. It took three and a half years to break even. They're asking, well, why would you want to get in a business? It wasn't the kind of metric that we were used to. They didn't make a lot of money. Right. So, um, in fighting for like four months, and finally I called them in my office one day. I said, look, lead, follow, get the f*** out of the way. This is happening with or without you. Well, okay, because that was one of my key things I was clued in on there is that you say for four months there was infighting. So, it's, it wasn't when it starts. It's not, it doesn't start from day one. It's like... I'm in charge. Go f off. We're doing no. it my way. You you allow collective well, discussion. I was at a point until, now where I wanted to do it. Okay, but you allow the opportunity to be talked yeah, about. Yeah, you it. try to be you try to be democratic. Right. You know, there's Talk nothing like a, like Bill, Bill Francis and nothing like a benevolent dictator. Now, do you say uh, uh, is it is it democratic or more that? let some other opinions talk you out of something, Well, look, but it's ultimately your call. If I listened to everybody, including MBA, if I started that, people would have said, well, my friend said, what are you out of your mind? Why would you get in a business like that? Right. Okay? And just to be clear, when you say MBA, it's not a degree we're talking about. It's the Massachusetts Business Association, which is sort of your holding made, company. Made me a fortune. Made yeah, yeah, fortune. we know. We, we uh-huh. were there. So anyways. Calm down. So anyways, finally, Pat... Walks out of the office, slams his door in this window arm, window shatters. <laughs> I've seen this movie. Yeah. So yeah. I come down to the door and I take the door and I slam it again. Just to make the point? This is like, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So at 5 o'clock, he comes down to my office. He says, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I said, well, go to all your friends and raise. I'll put the money up for the first one or two stores, but you gotta, we got to build more of these. So we lined it up and... Uh, we're, we're building the stores. And he said, well, we should go to Pennzoil first. So Pennzoil puts us in touch with the First National Bank of Boston. Now, there was a big difference what we didn't do, which saved our lives. We never signed a loop center agreement, which means that if you sign a loop center agreement, they give you $75,000 worth of equipment, but they own you for 20 years to buy their motor. I never uh, signed that. Right, okay. So... They, they wanted, after we opened the first four stores, we were, the first store opens, okay? So I called Dina and I said, Dina, we got to put together a marketing piece. So we put together a marketing piece and uh, the, the budget to open a store was like 10 grand, excuse me, 8 grand. So I go and Pat, I said, I need 40 grand. He says, 40 grand for what? I said, you know, to open the store. He said, well, it says in the, in the manual, 8 grand. I said, do you still do it in a missionary position? <laughs> he says, you he says, you wise prick. So kids, time to go to bed. Yep. So anyways, we we opened the first store. The store opens, and the first day we did was 197 cars. Yeah. Yeah, when it was an average of 30 a day or something, right? right? Yeah. So that's the formula that we had that really grew this thing. Uh-huh. And we just, we, we were killing it, okay? And then they come in, they try to raise, Penzoil tried to raise the price. Okay. Okay. Because I saw I you guys were making making big money, or? Yeah, we were making, we saw it, right. we yeah. well, we'll make and some And Quick too. Lubes were owned by Penzoil? 
No, nope. they, they were the franchise or they bought the right. franchise from the guys at Jiffy Loop. Okay, I see. And they kept the name. Gotcha. Good name. I moved my business, the whole business wholesale, because they wouldn't. We went to the bank, and the bank was a lot of Harvard Yale guys. And we were going to get what you need. And when you get to three or four, you need to have a forward loan commitment for 25, 30, 40 million dollars to build stores real quick. Right. So we go, we, we put together this great proposal. I hired this kid from Babson. And we're supposed to meet all the principles of First National Bank of Boston. Okay, and like you say, it's all like Harvard, big college types. Yeah, big Ivy League. Right. So we right, show right, up right. at the first meeting to produce the presentation. The deal was we go down to Joe Tetchy's for dinner. Yeah. Then we go over to their box at the Bruins. Okay. Good. And we show up at the at the you know at the First National Bank of Boston. We sent out. Big thick business plans. Well, sitting there, Brownie, Pat, and I. I like Brownie. Brownie's my guy. Brownie's yeah. cool. Brownie and Brownie, Chapa. You like Brownie. Brownie. I, Brownie. I already Brownie. Pat and Chapa hanging out. Yeah. So Titans of no, no one's calling you Chopper at this point. It's a, that's, no, that's no, that was Georgie was the only one. That and now what? Georgie's my boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'd love Georgie. You're hot shit. So, anyways, we go to the meeting. Nobody's talking to us. You're talking Harvard, Yale football. Right. I said, well, what's going on, Pat? He said, well, they'll probably... Are they wearing, them. like, vests that are, like, emblazoned? No, they, let me tell you. They, these uh, guys were Ivy League, pinstripe. Were they in a uh, acapella group? Were they singing together? No. They, oh, you know, okay. they had the, you know, Boston Lockjaw, Joe, how are, Joseph, how are you? How's the game on Sunday and on Saturday? So, it's not like my kind Harvard. of... Right. Yeah. 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 Not Seems my smarter kind. now. So, when I give a shit, all they want is the money. Right. So <laughs> we go to real. dinner, same treatment. Okay. okay. Then we go to the box. We're going, Pat, one of these guys going to ask us. And he says, they'll probably ask it now. First period, second period. So I grabbed the two guys who were the lead guys on the deal. I says, uh, did you get a chance to look at the uh, business plan? So this whole time, there's been zero business. Well, and you just want to get. Not a lot of talk. You know, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. To, you know, they're trying to be polite new. Like they didn't really want the deal. So anyways, make a long story short, I finally called them over and they said, well, you can usually get a, a, a lubrication job at a gas station or a dealership. So I'm going, whoa, it's, everything's explained in the, in the business plan. So I said, who's your team leader? He said, well, that's, that happens to be Mr. Brockner. I said, could you get him over here? I said, Mr. Brockner, I said, uh, did you get a chance to read the business plan? He said, well, the boys read the business plan. I said, you f***ing guys didn't even read it, did you? He goes, what, what, what do you mean? I said, look, I said, Pat, I'm out of here, f*** them. <laughs> <laughs> Next morning, I get a call at the office from Bill Welcher. Okay. Oh, right, Wild Bill. Right. Partner, what's going on? I said, don't you ever put me in a situation like that again, ever. So, he was the right-hand man of Hugh Lidke. You know who Hugh Lidke is? No. What? No. He was the chairman of the board of Pennzoil. He started Pennzoil. Tough guy from Pennsylvania. Right. Okay. Because all you're trying to do at this point is get a whole expanded line of, of lubes, right. lube centers. Okay. So, anyways, look. Right. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. So, <laughs> Sorry. Stick to the Pat, Pat, Pat agreed with me. He said they, they really didn't give a I, He says, what do you think we should do? I said, look. 
go to the Jewish aristocracy because Pat worked for a very smart guy, okay, who ran... Um, Wicked Smart? Wicked Smart, okay. Was that like the term? Was the Jewish aristocracy? Oh, yeah. Can I tell you something? Please. Absolutely. They were entrepreneurial bankers. Okay. So I'm trying to think of the guy that he worked for. He worked at the bank with the first guy, Alan Levy. He says, let me tell you what. Go over and see Jack. Jack Seidel. Okay. 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 Now, Jack had a humpback. He was a great... I met him at, at different functions. Wait, he actually had a physical humpback? Well... Kind of, not physical humpback, but he, you know, he, he had scoliosis. Oh, well, that's <laughs> but a let real me tell thing. you, the guy okay. had fucking balls. <laughs> I like that this because he done uh, deals. He done a lot of deals. Right, right. he had so, a physical ability. So, yeah, yeah. so he, he, says, he had a hunchback and giant balls. Jack, Jack is interested in the deal because he right. looked at the numbers on the first three, three, four stores. Right, and uh, he shows up down at the at the quick lube in norwell okay and he goes in there he's got like a brooks brothers suit on okay i mean not a brooks brother it might have been in the mine it was like a ten thousand dollar suit mm-hmm. he goes in a black car he's a very analytical guy reads everything we show up he says what are you guys doing here he says, well jack we're here to he says get out of here i want to talk to your people talks to the manager talks to the guys underneath mm-hmm. and we go back to the office sure so we're call- of course we're calling the manager what's going on he says mr v he just he went downstairs and he was on the uh, working with the guys that were draining oil. he says he got oil on a suit I, he says that's what you do he says, don't worry about it so he's asking everybody in the place what's going on and he asking about how many cars you're doing. Very smart banker. Mm-hmm. So there was a guy by the name of Dick Secker. Dick Secker was. You're, you're making this up. Honestly, yeah, these names are all you're fake. Make, you're, come yeah, on. No, yeah. So help me go. Dick Secker. <laughs> what? What's so funny about that? Are you hearing yourself? What am I saying? Dick, Dick Secker. Sucker. Dick Secker. No, no, S- that didn't help. That didn't fix S- it. You literally just made a word. S E C H E R. This is his brother Cork. <laughs> so he was a team leader. Anyways, we go to we go to the. Uh, I wanted that olive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Seca says he's going to go before the board. <laughs> he says, "Now, Jack, we were looking for twenty-five million to expand this whole fleet of loops. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. We're not obviously we're not at the at the board of directors. Sure, meeting. sure. So it's eleven o'clock. They have their board meeting, and there's a phone call that comes to me. It's Seca. He says you'll never believe what happened. I says, what do you mean? What what happened? He says, well, he says the came thing came up for a vote. There were eleven guys, uh, and he says seven or no, it was seven or eight of them. We were overwhelmingly defeated. And Jack says, we're still doing the f-ing deal. And he says, it's not going to be $25 million, It's going to be 35 to $40 million. So the other guy, 
<laughs> he wow. runs the bank. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to go back to uh, the funding side of it. So it's interesting oh. that you go to one bank and it's basically just like a bunch First of... First National Bank of Board, one of the biggest banks right. in Boston. And it's a bunch of hoity-toity prep college stuff. They're all Yankees. Oh, fucking Yankees. And, uh, the worst. And uh, <laughs> By the way, uh, Massachusetts was in the Union. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, but basically because it's such a blue-collar deal... Dick. And, well, and I assume the way think you about it, some there. of the greatest little companies in the city, right? Okay, were done by merchant bankers, okay? Yeah. And they were like, you know, I think they funded big companies like okay. Exxon and shit like, and they they seeded a lot of companies that made a lot of money, but they were non-traditional thinkers. Well, but that's okay. that's where I'm going with that is like, if you stuck to the Harvard and Ivy League guys, they, you weren't going to get anywhere because you you're something? this like they, gruff Dorchester guy, and you're doing with oil right, they, business, right? You know, they don't, they don't, they probably so, didn't get me. Okay? So rather than say we're, f you literally thought like, okay, well this kind of Jewish group of lenders. Don't necessarily they were think, my kind of people. That's what I'm saying. They're, well, they're, they're, they're blue-collar guys who are working as opposed to purely right. Ivy exactly. League guys who've exactly. never been dirty exactly. in their lives. Exactly. And you were smart enough to see this. Well, I wasn't smart enough to see. I just knew that there were people that could do that kind of thing. Right. Okay? Anyways, we were just killing it. Okay? Right. We were killing it. We had the, out of the top ten stores in the world, we owned seven of them because of our numbers. What happened next, I'm in Paradise Valley. Arizona. I go to breakfast, and this guy by the name of Claude Bean, he used to run all the Western Auto stores out of oh, okay. uh, out of uh, Kansas City. He grabs me at breakfast. RJ, got to talk to you. I says, listen, I'm very busy. I knew why he came to me. I'm very busy. I got a golf game to go to. He looks at me. He says, when did you start playing golf? Because I never played golf, and they all knew it. I said, you know, I've been working on my game real hard. So Wicked hard. Wicked hard. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he doesn't get the meeting. 11 o'clock at night, somebody raps on my door. Clyde Beam. Clyde, what's up? He said, I want to talk to you. I said, well, you know, it's kind of late, isn't it? We want to buy you. I said, I told you, I'm not for sale. I'm going to build 95 or 100 of these things. <laughs> so now they're pursuing it. Mm -hmm. And they bring an attorney in who's going to do the negotiation. He was negotiation that negotiated. <coughs> you know who Racehorse Haynes is? No. Okay, do you Pretty know now. who Joe Jamile is? So they come in to start the negotiations. They bring like 12 people in the, you know, to negotiate. And what is the, the total purchase. number of franchises you have at this point? Huh? What's the total number of franchises you have at this point? 31. Okay. But killing it. And another three or four in the pipeline to be built. So, Stack strides into the room in an electric green suit and canyon-colored ostrich boots. Again? Again. So, the secret to success is ostrich boots. Ostrich boots. So, anyways, <laughs> um, we sit down. There's Pat Brownie, <laughs> Joe Kachubis, who's the head of... Joe Kachubis. He's the... He's the head of Bingham, Dana, and Gould. It's all fake. So, None of these names are real, but I love real. how you're selling it. Anyways, we sit down. <laughs> I said, uh, Bob, welcome to Boston. My name is Robert, not Bob. Oh. I said, Robert, Bob, f*** you. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't like his attitude. So I walk out of the room, and like Gallagher, is, he's aghast. It's, now, let me remember, they got like, nine people. they got yeah, women there, accountants, the whole thing. Kachubas comes out, and he says, Kachubas yeah. comes out, he says, 
You, you got to come back. I said, you tell him to come out of that f***ing room and you apologize. Hell no apologize. Or I'm not coming back in the room. I'm going back to the office. He walks out. Way to maybe, go, Kachubis. Maybe he says, uh, Stack says, maybe we started off on the wrong foot. <laughs> I said, well, Bob. I said, let's sit. So we're sitting there. We're negotiating the deal. Okay. So now what happens is we go to the final. And they're pulling all the paperwork out. And he pulls out the rent rolls. He said, what are the rent rolls for? He said, what do you mean? We're buying the real estate. He said, no, you're not. I said, you're leasing the real estate. We'll sell that to you later. <laughs> Gave him a long-term lease for 20 years. Nice. Oh, wow. So nice. he still had the recurring income right. on the whole so, yeah. yeah. There's all, you know, they're all kind of pissed and everything. And <laughs> they call home quarters and, and the Welcher says, I don't give a shit. Do the deal. Get him out of the deal. But then we're getting, they're starting to wrap up. I says, we have one last detail. They go, well, what's that? A racing car. Ah. Snuck it in. At the end of the deal. Yeah. The Carter Young plan. Okay. Five-year racing deal at a million and a half a year. I was spending That's eight to nine hundred. Nice. I was spending eight to nine hundred. First time I <laughs> ever made. Get paid. So now you're gonna be a pro <laughs> driver. It, it was the only time in racing that I really made money. And plus, I got them to throw heritage merchandising was the people that supplied the uh, um, all their models air filters and, and oh, all that. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. So now you're a paid professional driver. Yeah. You hear that, kids? If you want to make it <laughs> as a racing driver, go earn. Insult a man. Yeah, millions and millions of dollars. Tell the guy in the merger to go f*** himself. <laughs> and then. Have a friend named Dick Sucker. Yeah, Dick Sucker. <laughs> and, uh, and a good old Kachubis. Uh, and a lawyer named uh, Cheddar Cuck. Cuck. Yep. What's and your lawyer's name again? Sucker. No. Oh, Charlie Cardmaker. Yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't have any. Nah, but he's still a big part No, of no, it. I'm just I'm just for the overall. By yeah, the way, he was a Harvard guy. All right. But a good Harvard guy. What, and the last name is? Cardmaker? Krattenmaker. Krattenmaker. So you got Charlie Krattenmaker. Uh, Henry Rosengarner. Joe Kachubis. Dick Sackis. Yeah. Brownie. Sucker. Brownie. So, and it was led by Chopper. It led by Chopper. And at that point, then you were able to make... A few hundred grand on, on your pro driving. That's all it took. Yeah, to finally it took like years. No, I was putting six hundred grand a year in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. I had all the best equipment. <laughs> I had everything uh. perfect. Make a long story short. Oh, that'd be great. It's 1993. <laughs> I got Scott Shop's car. Yeah. And we're going along, and everything's going great. <laughs> but all of a sudden. Out of the clear blue, there's a guy running. Did you do General Oz yet? No. We, I don't know that we ever will. I don't know yeah. whether I want to mention his name. Yes, you do. You do. So this is like three years into, into Trans Am. And I'm saying, fuck, I come on the straightaway with him, and fucking he disses me five, six, seven Collins. General Oz yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's really good at corner exit. Yeah. Right. Okay, so... Him, Tommy Kendall, and Gooding all looked like they were distant. They were running away from everybody. What the fuck is going on here? So we were at K-Tech. Engine builder. Right. Yep. So I'm saying, where's he getting his engines from? Nobody knew. So I was in the investigations business. (laughs) (laughs) So Pickett goes, what are you thinking? I said, let me handle this. I'll break his legs. So I put a fucking tail on him. (laughs) 
Everything you say is amazing. Okay, so anyway. Was it like a guy in a bowler hat? A dick? A dick. Was a per- so you had a Pullman. private dick? What? Pullman. Pullman. Private dick? No. Was he like no, walking he, around in like no, a trench no, no, coat? He, no, like I'm not talking. Taking snap photos? No, so this yeah. guy, no. he's following for like four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Tailing Genelosi. Yeah. Finally, Genelosi leaves his place. Can, we, can I just interrupt you for a second? When, when this happens, do they give you a written report? Oh, your tail. Your, your tail. Well, yeah, give you everything you want. So that means there's documentation I'm somewhere. I'm on the phone. Right. But so he's, you're he's not like meeting him in a parking lot with like photos he's and a We need a copy of something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every, yeah. Everything's documented. That, okay, we need that. I'll tell you a story about yes. when, when uh, the girl got abducted. But anyway, I'll tell oh. you a story in a second. Okay. General Lozian abducted a girl. So, no, it. no, no. He didn't do a thing. So anyways, he's getting on a plane, <laughs> so he's going down to the airport. General Lozian. Yeah. So this guy's following him. So I'm going, well, <laughs> what you've hired him what, he? he says he's getting on a Qantas jet uh, to New Zealand. Wow. Mm. I said, really? I said, get on the fucking plane and follow Yes. <laughs> he follows him over to New Zealand. And this guy by the name of Craig Pullman, he had a big hat. Yeah. yeah. And that's where he was getting his engine. Now, our, our K-Tech engines were 680, 690. Yeah. So he had more. Yeah. So it ultimately ended up a seven and a quarter. Right. Okay, so right. what was wrong with this f***ing picture? So does General Lozzi know at this point, like, am I, that I mean today, that you sent a tail no. on him? No. Yes. <laughs> Why would I tell him? Well, he's going to hear about it. He's going to know now. So anyways. I like that that's the levels that we went to in the early 90s over Trans Am. Trans Am. Trans Am. This wasn't F1. No, no, no. There's more. There's more. There's more in Trans Am. Right. Trans Am. Trans Am. Anyways, wait. I was looking. What what was the cheat? Like, yeah, they've got this Australian engine builder, but what? what's the cheat? What? What? I'm so confused. What the cheat is? Like, yeah, he's got. I'm going to show what would you. I'm going to get there. Okay. Can relax. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Christ. I'll, I'll pocket. So let me tell you what he's doing. So what ha- was happening, Ryan? Craig would come over here. I said, Craig, tell me. He said, I can't. I said, Let me tell you. I'm paying you a lot of fucking money. It's between us. What he was doing... This is Craig Pullman who was building the motors in New Zealand? Right. Yeah. He was taking a Chevrolet engine, uh-huh. pouring his own f***ing heads, ah. and stamping with General Motors numbers on Why them. Why not? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the, it, basically, the General Motors engine went like this. Yeah, yeah. He had it, had it okay. going, mm-hmm. blowing mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. into, right. the, into mm-hmm. the combustion chamber. Just building more power. Building more yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had that. Uh, you, if you find the picture when I came around the track, I, I went from... Ninth to fourth to fifth at Long Beach. Okay. Okay, on three wheels. Did you ever see that one? <laughs> no, but I need to. Toward the end. Sounds amazing. I'll find the picture. So, anyways, everything's going good. Okay, and we're you know we're not winning, but mm-hmm. we're fin- finishing up. Greg's doing well. I'm right. doing well. Right. I'd like to point out, you didn't ask when you took my Friday. You just took it. Yeah, you just took some that's prize. Just, that's just RJ. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. We're cool. We're cool with it. But I'm just pointing cool. just point, I Thank you for letting me know. Can you uh, come on this road trip with us? Yeah. I think you would be so much fun on the road. because you would a great just, third party. Yeah. yeah. You just take our food. So Trans Am deal comes to, it ends in 97, 98. Okay? For me. Okay. So And at that point, it's kind of getting rough anyway for right. the series. Yeah. yeah. So I still love the idea of this, like, tail. Still in a trench coat, and there's, like, saxophone music, and it's raining. And he's... Who's this? Your, your tail your, your guy. In, in, in New Zealand. 
It's like at some machine shop yeah. in the middle of uh, wherever in New Zealand. Like taking photos through like an upstairs corner window. You'd love this guy. You'd love yeah, I'm everything all about this. Yeah, yeah. I can hear the music. Yeah. <laughs> Very innovative people. So now it's the Trans Am is over. Okay. So I'm, I'm driving here and there. And in 2003, yeah. Buckler approaches me. Buckler brings me into the web. Okay. Gotcha. Look. Now burn for me. We've all had our problems with Kevin, but I'm going to tell you something. Speak for yourself, friend. <laughs> he and I are great. I, Have you talked to him? No. I was invited to a wine tasting thing last year. On last one year. very specific condition, as I remember. What was Don't it? make fun of me on the internet. Oh, yeah. He actually did say, he's like, yeah, you can come to this wine tasting. It's at Sonoma for World Challenge. Yeah. But uh, you're not going to make fun of me on the internet, are you? I was like, I'm not going to go. <laughs> Make fun of him on the internet. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah, I don't know. So he puts me in with Gleason and Ian James. Yeah. Okay. And we, do, you know, we did okay. We did okay together. We each, you know, Ian was, he was the pro. But uh, Gleason and I had fun. The following year, uh, we raced again with Ian. That's 2004. And then Tom Milner comes up. And he says, RJ, I want to talk to you. German, you know how he is. He's a great guy. So he said, I want you to come with me. I said, Tom, I said, you've got guys, you've got pro drivers here. You've got right. Billy Oberlin, you have Joe, uh, uh, you have Joey uh, Hand, Joey Hand uh, Marks, Marks, Kelly Collins. Uh, Kelly Collins, right. And uh, he had, who the hell was it? There was one other guy there. Boris. Boris, Boris, yep. Boris. And yep. then then he had, uh, what's his name, come in? Uh, who was a German? Hans Stuck. Never heard of came him. Into some, he came into some racing, okay? So I, I was, I said, you know what? I said, why is he doing this? But he did it, and, you know, could have been money, but we had, like, four cars. And uh, then they took the advantage away the year before, and they took, you know, you know they, they, they uh, made the bodies... Less wide, and they did right. a whole bunch of. They did. They, they f***ed over him, but the car still. He still made the car run. Uh, I went through that year, and Buckler wouldn't talk to me because you'd left. You'd because you'd, you you'd violated I left him because you left for a, like an amazing program opportunity right, with right, like right. factory BMW team, one of the Ugh, best BMW teams of all time. So, yeah. anyways, Weird. but somehow when your money was still green, he was your best friend again. Well, let me tell you what happened. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't talking to me, and we were somewhere. Maybe it was the Glen or somewhere, and. All the trailers are parked. Right. So I'm walking down, and he's walking toward me. Mm-hmm. And he's got his head down, and I grabbed him by the collar. I said, listen, you f***ing asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I said, things change. How do you know I'm not going to come back with you next year? Right. Well, he said, really? I said, yeah, really. That's a possibility. Yeah. So he decides he's going to take me to dinner. Oh, how nice oh wow. Yeah. After you grabbed Weird, the after collar. you said that you'd be no, interested in joining us. Let, let me tell you spending something. a lot of money. you got to know something. Kevin and I did have a lot of fun. And then he delivered wins. You know, yeah. we had some was, wins. Yeah, and Andy was really good. Yeah, but say, in 07. Yeah. You know, Lars and Andy were, you know, good crew. Oh, Andy was just, you know, and he he brought me along, you know. He could, he, he Daytona, he wouldn't even see the turn and tell me what to do. Andy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could just and, sit there with his mind's eye and kind of coach you corner by corner. And, and Andy and I became very close. We had a lot of fun together. 
And, uh, and so, like, your 07 season was probably the best one of your five out of Five wins, two seconds in a yeah, third. just barely missed the championship. He like did some things. He did some fucking crazy things. Andy. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think that would probably be the season that really put Andy on the map is, like, forced to be reckoned with GT driver. Yeah. And you allowed that opportunity to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, I was a, I was a, I was a you know, uh, gentleman driver. Right. But Andy, let me tell you, he did the majority of the driving. Yeah. He said, just don't crash the car, keep it on the same lap. And I was able to do that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But there was, it, I mean, I used to watch this guy. His f***ing discipline was on the, off the Richter scale. And he was just a good, Andy's always been a good f***ing person. I think I probably, as a driver, learned more from him than any driver. I can actually say the same. And the rules were a little different then versus now. Um, like, how much, how much drive time would you say you did in 07? 45 minutes total of the whole season? No, no, per race. Mm. 2008, I only did a bunch of races Except with for a few Brian races. Sellers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2009, <laughs> I did the 24-hour, yeah. won the 24-hour yep. with, uh, with, with, with the crew. I like that you just kind of said it nonchalant, like won the greatest race that's hardest shit to win. Well, I did it tw- 26 times. Pontiac, we were leading. Yeah. When the when the pit button uh, That's right. broke. That's right. In 2007, we should have won the 24-hour, but Buckler got in the car and got hit by a DP car at 8 o'clock in the morning. We were up after Spencer and Andy drove their hearts out. Yeah. He decides he wants to get in the car. Weird. That really pissed me. I still bring it up to him. Good. And uh, then, you know, that was that. The last ra- pro race was 2010, and Andy and I won the uh, Paul Revere. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot. That was that was your big race. So can we talk about 09 Daytona? Uh, yeah. Because, it's so, a, like, your first exposure to professional car racing is going on, on just sort of a fun trip with your with your uh, wife. friends, with your wife. And so you go to the Daytona 24 and 74, and after that it becomes unfinished business for the next 26 years. Right? You go, and it's whether it's a... Uh, like the, the Pontiac, that's what you and I met in 05 when you first started driving that. And then 06 in the Daytona 24 and that race, you had a pit no, button go out and you had a frozen gearbox. That was 06. Now, it seemed like if there was a race that was the race you had been wanting to conquer, it was Daytona. Well, so you, everybody in, wants to win, win the 24. Absolutely. Right? So 09, it's you, Justin Marks, and then this all-star cast of characters. It's it's uh, uh, Patrick Bergmeister. And Andy, I think. And yeah, I think that, yeah. yeah. They, they won the race for us. And uh, what what was so you got the you but you closed that race out yeah like they put you in for the last yeah. uh, last little bit let, let me tell you you yeah. know as bad as Kevin could be right he did some nice things so Rolex twenty four two thousand nine so two thousand nine you drive the car you, and you finally you get to run the final stint or right, last few right, laps right, and right. there was a big enough lead that it was like pressure was sort of off you just had to keep it on yeah. the on the good stuff. And uh, what, what was that emotion? Because this had been such unfinished well, business. Well, yeah, listen, after 26 years of doing it and spending millions of dollars to get there and going down and crossing the check, you know, I mean, it was like I get out of the car. I was so f***ing confused. I thought I won the Daytona 500. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought right, it up. You brought it up. <laughs> so if, if we can be honest, so we've, we've been searching around some close friends to see, yeah, like, yep. what, what dirt can we bring up? Yep. And... Ryan, what's the one thing that everyone comments on? How much you and Matt Kenseth have in common from 2009? Because you both won the Daytona 500? Yeah. <laughs> so, so for those who don't know, so finally achieved your dream. You've won the Rolex 24. 
TV cameras come out, you're excited, and you go, I've won the Daytona 500. Yeah, I never lived that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is but, the most common thing people told us to ask, you yeah. know, and these are all our friends, right, that are like, yeah, that, yeah that I was, was so goddamn excited. Uh, yeah. No, totally, totally, yeah. That was the that was the big win. I remember yeah. being so stoked for you guys. Yeah, and Andy's won it how many times? Five, four, uh, 15, 20 yeah. at this point. Yeah. I think he's at five now. <laughs> yeah, I'd like yeah. to see him win another one. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So you still get shit about that? People bust your chops. Uh, you know, you, yeah. I'll tell you, uh, I see Lee Diffie every once in a while. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think it's kind of blown over. Mm-hmm. We're bringing yeah. it back. Yeah, no, I know you hear about it. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, I know you are. So. As it's leaving uh, your mouth, are you like, that was the wrong thing to say? Or did it take time because you're just so overwhelmed with the moment that you didn't even realize you said it? I didn't realize I said yeah, it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. When did it first get brought up? Uh, when we were being interviewed. No, but like when did it first get brought back? Because you, you said it, you didn't realize you said it. Like was it a week later at dinner? No, it was the same day. Okay. You know, Brian Till was the one that I was talking to. Uh-huh. But I was zoned out. I was. No, uh, I, I, I understand that. So when was, if you don't remember saying it, when was it, like when was it brought back to you by somebody? Like, hey, do you know what you said? No, nobody actually. I think Diff might have said, "You're the one who they told him 500, right?" 19. <laughs> we were somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I was down in uh, Connecticut. I think it was at Lime yeah. Rock. Yeah. But. Uh, Is that the big win of the career? Uh, not really. Really? What? Okay. It was a big win. Don't get yeah, me for wrong. Sure, but that's Ryan. not the one that you're like. That the was one, it. the ones, the in 2007, the I mean, I was elated when I won, you know, 24. Mm-hmm. But when Andy and I, I can remember jumping off in Iowa. The heat was so they, yeah, they had to yeah. drag Andy out. He was just yeah. roasted. Yeah. And he did such an incredible job. Right. Chasing down. Well, that was a Fonbacher Lowe's guy. Yeah, yeah, it would have been Warner. Dirk Werner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and the one that really, really, I don't know if you remember seeing what Andy did to, to, to what's his name, Westfall or West? Oh, no, it was before. Uh, was Watkins? It was Watkins Glen, yeah. and it was the like the Synergy Porsche. Yeah, right. Who yeah. was that guy at the time? He was a little bit older. No, West, Westfall, the, the, the English no, kid. I thought it was Westfall, but Westfall might have been in your car. But you're thinking of uh, Huisman? Uh, it was, I thought it was Patrick Huisman, yeah. Yeah. Who? Patrick Hoisman? No, 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 no. This was Westfall was in that car. Okay. Okay. In Not s- Jeff Westfall, the Californian. <laughs> Just pointing this out because people are going to think it's Maybe I'm, maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Westbrook. 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 It had to have been Westbrook. Yeah. Because Westbrook. I remember being in the pit and watching it, and uh, they both came out of the, uh, the kink. The bus stop. Okay, the bus stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're going down. Stop f***ing calculating Indias, Okay. He goes down underneath him. I remember this move. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and yeah. West goes over, and Andy goes on the other side of him, comes around and wins the fucking rag all. Motherfucker. <laughs> I can't believe him. I mean, it's the kind of things he would wow you yeah. in different races. Like Laguna, he'd you know, push the car. It was really neat to watch him be able to have the chance to go he's a now. He's a master at planning and watching. Absolutely. And he just analyzed the shit out of things. And you say, where did that come from? Just in general. I said to Bob, I said, you know, I was close, been close. With Bob is stepdad. His stepdad. Bob, yeah. Bob and Bob. Bob and Bob. Yeah. I'm saying, what was he like when he was a kid? That's Barb and Bob. <laughs> yeah. For those not listening. Two different names. Barbara. His yeah. Mother. So he, and they, and he said, well, you know, he's just, 
Bob would said he was always a great kid. And I, I've never seen Andy really get pissed at anybody. Oh, <laughs> really? Well, I, I, not around me. Not around uh, me. Okay. Who, who did, who we, did, we know a different Andy. Are you going to do these by the numbers? I'm sorry? What are you going to do? In other words, each podcast, yeah. are you going to do them in sequence? Uh, so what happens is everybody is their own episode. That's it? Yep. And so so like, you can pick and choose? Yeah. So what we do is, if you notice, we're not talking about the news of the week, right? So we're not like, RJ, Trump. tell me. Yeah, well, not only that, but like, RJ, talking tell me about, about somebody's life. Uh, exactly. Yeah. We're, it's, yeah. So, so in other words, person. whether you hear it now or a year from now, it's still relevant, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. So if I go in now, how do I get into it? Dinners for races. Yeah, I saw it on the. I saw it on on the uh, internet. Dinner with so races. So I click on dinner with races. Yeah. Right? So like on your, I can show you how to do it on your phone. <laughs> we'll do this now. We'll just. Oh, so I click on this thing that says 129 episodes. Mm-hmm. So if I scroll down, you can listen. So it's like Dave Spain, Bobby Allison, Dennis Ossie. Oh, you got Jack Baldwin. Yeah. You got any good Jack Baldwin stories? Yeah, you got to have some good Jack. Oh yeah, Jack was always 48. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I went to Dallas one time. He yeah. won the championship that yeah. year. Won the championship. He said, "Jay, when I get on your ass, just breathe and let me and let me go by." I yeah. said, "Yeah, I'll park the f-ing thing on the lawn for you." <laughs> yeah, why don't you go f- yourself? <laughs> Did you know he was the uh, first guy to do everything you've ever thought of, according to his podcast? He so was the first guy to what? He every story started with. I was first guy to do that. Um, <laughs> he invented racing so, or whatever. Yeah. So I learned something, how to do a podcast. Podcast is simple. God damn it, RJ. Uh, what are you is. doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. I wish I could tell you more stuff. But um, Well, all right. Well, let's, let's, talk some, let's talk some modern racing stuff. Do you follow racing today? Oh, yeah. Do you, so do you know uh, how the driver rankings and all that work? Are you talking about in IMSA? Yeah, yeah like the gold yeah. and the silver stuff. My, my question for you is, like, you, you would be considered a bronze, I think, by age, silver by experience. Why were you willing to race Trans Am against some of the best race car drivers in Trans Am's history? Because you were a gentleman driver. You had to go to work on Monday. Yeah, well. But why I would t- you? Can I tell you what? Back then, there were a bunch of us. Look, I wasn't a Tommy Kendall. Right. But Tommy Kendall, maybe, look, I, I'm not taking anything away from him. He did a great job. Sure. What I'm getting at is that IMSA seems to think that people like R.J. Valentine won't show up and race if they have to race against people like me, Ryan Eversley, because you don't think it's fair. Can I tell you what? Yeah. I don't think it's unfair. I mean, I, I, I respect people mm-hmm. who, are, who dedicate their life to being a good driver. Yeah. Okay? I mean, it's, a, it's irrelevant that I'm, you know— I'm not as fast as everybody else. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with, having fun with you, and yeah. I have my moments. And in other words, there's certain times, like Andy would say, unbelievable when I qualified better than I ever did at Daytona. You know mm-hmm. why? Because of him. So, again, I don't understand why you would want to race against all these pros because it's not fair. What is so unfair about if somebody is going out there and busting his fucking right. ass every day to be fast in a car, you would say to yourself, you know what, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so what are you racing now? Because you're still out there. You're well, doing like well HSR. I'm getting the Pontiac ready for the Glen on the right. 5th. So you still own the Pontiac GTO? Yeah. Um, that you raced back in 05. I got, you, didn't, you didn't go out to the garage. Did not. So, no, I got the, uh, the I get the '66 07 car, the one we won five races in. Okay, that Porsche. It's got a four liter in it now. Okay. I've got the BMW Aero car. Not the cars we drove in 05, but the year before that. Okay. Did you know that there's only four of them in the world? No. 
three of them in the Munich, Munich Museum, and I own the fourth one. Yeah, cool. And, um, and a GTO. I got a GTO, yeah, and yeah. I got a Viper, too, which is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so our next guest is probably somebody you don't know. He's a video guy out of New York. His name is J.F. Musile. Um, J.F. is a couple years younger than me, has exclusively does videos in sort of the car world. Okay. Um, so he's not necessarily a household name to, like, racing drivers or fans, but, but he's a guy that I respect a ton. Um, so if you could ask any question of a sort of a guy who's made his entire living on automotive video production, what would it be? I wouldn't know what the f*** to ask him. I really wouldn't. That's fair. That's fair. Dave Despain, what is he doing now? <laughs> that was your question? I love to listen. We're going to ask that for J.F. Yeah, I'm writing it down. So how many times a week do people ask you why you are yelling? Um, how many times a week do yeah. people Nobody ever asks you. No one? Really? Okay, okay. No. Is it just accepted? Well, I mean, I do get in discussions. It's mostly over politics. Yeah, we've noticed. Okay, okay. It's mostly over politics. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't yell all the time. Sure. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't yell at us, but I could just sense that you're a passionate guy. I'm a passionate guy, but you know what? It, it's like very seldom do I get upset with people. I really don't get upset with okay. people. I like to... Uh, I do... I think I have some compassion. Like uh-huh. When I see people, like tomorrow at 2 o'clock, I'm meeting with a neighbor of mine that's leaving where he's at. And I, I know I can help him. He works for a big company. Mm-hmm. He should be working, doing deals like we would do, you know, like what you're doing. Yeah, right. He's a, he's a brand specialist. I see. Yeah. So I'm going to help him put together a vessel that he can go to smaller companies and take what he knows from bigger companies and pass it on to them. Interesting. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, I would agree cool. on the compassion side. I yeah. mean, if you look at people in your office, a lot of the same people have been yeah. working you, for you forever. That's usually a sign of being a Can I tell you, uh, uh, listen, do yeah. I still argue with Pat? Yeah, I argue with Pat, but you know what? It's, I Pat? love the guy, Pat Gallagher. He's my right-hand guy. Oh, guy Gallagher. Was, Gallagher, sorry. He's he, a guy. I that, only know him as Gallagher. Gallagher? And then I talked to Trozzi Land on the way over here. <laughs> okay. That's so, not a name. Uh, <laughs> Tro- you know, Trozzi is a guy who... Lives in Hawaii for uh, eight, nine months of the year and then comes here. He lost a thousand pound tuna today. Poor oh, guy. Brought it man. right up to the side of the boat and the kid didn't first, spear it properly and he lost it. Problem. You still stay in touch yeah. with Kashevis? What's that? You still stay in touch with Kashevis? Kashevis. Kashe- what was his name? Now I've lost it. Yeah, what yeah, about uh, Cutter, Cutter Man? What about uh, Dick Sex? Dick Sucker's dead. Sucker. Oh, oh, Dick Sucker's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he died about five, six oh, years ago. Billions of people yeah. cried out. Oh, what was the lo- no the lawyer's name was uh it was uh, uh Charlie Krattenmaker. Krattenmaker. <laughs> Goddamn Krattenmaker. <laughs> you like oh. names, you we guys. Yes, well, we these do. names are amazing. <laughs> now it's like, like Alex Jones, yeah. like Tom Snow. Like these yeah. are names you get now. Charlie Krautenmaker. <laughs> that guy was doing things. Joe yeah. Kachubis. 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 Kachubis is who I wanted. <laughs> Kachubis is my goddamn Kachubis? guy. Kachubis. Well, Dick Suckers. Your guy. Yeah, Dick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Speaking wow. of which. That poor guy. Uh, <laughs> well, I had one last thing. How many times a week do you hear people say, sir, the language? Like, is that a phrase that you're familiar with? Uh, I don't use the, I use the f*** word, you know, on occasion. I don't know. Oh, f- God. No, it, you don't. You call it the f*** word. I can't. Not the f- word. <laughs> We were in your office for maybe a second. It was like, how the f*** are you? Yeah. That was like what we both heard Literally when we walked in. Yeah. You're telling us you barely f***ing say it. I, I don't know. Talk. How many... You're going to hate this question. <laughs> What's please, that? Please don't punch me. How punch many, him. Punch him. How many men do you think have seen your penis? 
How many men have seen my penis? I've heard a few stories of you freely urinating in front of people. Not like oh, in yeah, a stall. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Can I tell you what? Yeah, when thank I, you. When I pee. <laughs> I was like, where is this yeah, going, like, Sean? Didn't you, like, piss on a plant in front of a politician because you were waiting to talk to and you really had to go? <laughs> you get that That's one, a huh? fucking real oh, story. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. we have a thing we have to talk about, but finish right, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you something? Yeah. If I get a piss, right? Yeah. Okay, um, I'll pull over the side of the road and piss. Well, yeah, I'm not going to. Oh, oh, you know, like, like in the mo- you know like where I park my car in the morning where if you, I got to uh, be. Where did you boo boo? What? <laughs> where you what? Where you did what again? I piss right by my car. By where you did what? Right, and then when I get okay. home tonight, if I get a piss, I'll, my wife will open the garage door. I'll be pissing outside. She, she's beyond asking me why, <laughs> but I'm mocking my territory. <laughs> yeah, well, you might as well. You own the house, but. Not the yard, so. Yeah. So if it's between the need to pee and walking another 30 feet, you'll just go right there. Oh, uh, yeah, why not? All right. Okay. What about you? No, I usually wait. If no, I no, he's asking you the number of times. People How old are you? 40. How old okay. do you think I am? It's too late now, but. Uh, Can I 40. tell you, the older you get, the more you want to piss. I'm oh, sure that's all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Hydration's yeah. important. Yeah, I, I had a turp. Get a turp? What? Yeah. What was that? Trans, transurethral remediation process. I like how you said it like we would know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, yeah what they do it. is they put a rotor up your d- you know. Wait, to, they put a what up there? A rotor up your d- oh, God. to get into your Jesus prostate Christ. to widen it. Oh. So, Will oh. Turner had a story. Which, uh, tell me about, oh, the, the, the fucking, the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, let's have you tell it your way. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, yeah. uh, anyways, I... We went out to dinner. We get together, Will and Darius, when he's here. Is that uh, Grala? Grala. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Peter Bassett, uh, Dana White. Uh, no, shoot, Dana. Dana uh, White. Yeah, like from <laughs> wow. the Not Dana White. He's a huge uh, New England fan. So. Dana, whatever Dana's last name is. Uh, and we get, we get together. You know, We're going to mm-hmm. get together on August 8th. Okay. And right. we have fun. Okay, we yeah, have we little, know. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. So anyways, we're in this restaurant in Boston. I get up and I had my phone. So... Um, I go. Well, so you go to the bathroom. You leave your phone behind. I leave the phone behind. What right. he does is he brings some, <laughs> and he puts it on my phone. So I go to look at it. I'm going, holy sh! And this chick here, that's that's Karen at the. Yeah, yeah, I know Karen. Okay. So, so anyways, um, I'm I have to get on a plane the next day, and all this <laughs> on there. I don't know how to get it off. So I call Karen up. And I said, Karen, you got to help me. And let, so, let's, let's, it's like midnight. Yeah, it's right. late at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her husband answers the phone. He's like Randy. Where's Karen? He says, well, "Hold on a second. So I get on. I said, "I'm fucked up. My phone's got a, a thing on the. There's a picture on the phone. I can't get it off. I go to her house and she gets it off. Right. But he can't do it. He can't do it now, because you know you got this thing goes into. You can't if you can't. Now you got the screen lock. Right. So okay. <laughs> That's probably from Karen. So to so to recap, you're at a dinner. A buddy puts something graphic on my phone on your phone and you call your what's karen's title like executive she's assistant? a gm of a bunch of yeah. she's a boss karen, karen yeah, but she, like karen runs a lot of your business yeah. so the point is is that karen isn't just like some like new oh, no. kid on the block it's literally a boss and you're like can you fix my phone and you right. drove midnight. to her house at midnight yeah, yeah. and she fixed it <laughs> 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 So Karen's running X1 Boston. Right, Care and she doing, she's doing the barrier. Help me with the barrier. With barrier. And then she's doing with earth safe uh, fluid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to do small boats and big boats. You roughly, how many businesses would you say you have at this point in the, yeah. in the company? Oh, <laughs> 16, 18. Jesus okay, and then I'm doing my big sign company, you know, okay. big electronic signage. Oh, we That's should get in on that. How do we get business? Can we invest? Find me a site. Find me a site. Find me a site with a minimum of 
80,000 vehicles per day. How do we get Highway a big... 85, done. <laughs> how do we get a big Dinner with Racers logo on one of these signs? Like, how do we get a big ad in, like, Indiana? Right, near the speedway. Uh, what you do is basically find me a piece of property. Look, ProLogix. Look up ProLogix. ProLogix, okay. Okay, and see if they have a site in around the Indianapolis area, okay? You guys are onto something. Yeah. You guys have something. And I'm saying to myself, let me go take a plea. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no take problem. Your time. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you just mid-sentence is like, <laughs> I'm going to go it right here. Yeah, why, well, there's a plant somewhere. Do you mind talking about the F1 deal? Oh, not at all. Okay. Because okay. so like we uh, went to, we went, so I, I, you and I have worked together for years. Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of promotional stuff for F1 Boston, yeah. which is well, now. Let me tell you what yeah. happened. It, after 20 years, they decide. They that, as in the F1 F people. Form, Formula One. Yeah. Okay. okay. That they want the name F1. Okay. Right. Now, we said no. So we started fighting them. And this okay. is way back when, right? Right. So yeah. one, the one thing I didn't program in and never thought of it, yeah. it was an F1 New Jersey. So what they do is they establish, oh. they establish me down there and they drag me into. Different districts. Take, yeah. I had F1 here, F1 Boston, F1 this, F1 that. Yeah. And. We started fighting them. Now, and we, this is way back. No, it's so this not, is just about okay, five years, this, four or five years. The one ago. that made the news, I think, was, I thought was like the third time this had happened. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Well, no, they came to us and lost us. They they dropped the suit some time ago. Okay, that's where that's the what first I one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and that was so. Now ago. they came back and they reignited it because I think they were going to sell and they wanted to tidy okay. everything up. So yeah, yeah. Anyways. Uh, I fight them. I decide I'm going to go. I hire a big trademark lawyer in, in New Jersey. And I said, change the venue to Boston. So it's going to cost you, it'll cost you a couple of hundred grand. If I had had it, if I changed the, lo the location, the judge, the fucking judge down there said, we have to try it in New Jersey. There's only one F1 name down there. So he fucking kept it in New Jersey. Uh, so if, he, if it wasn't in New Jersey and in Boston, I'd have fucking fought them okay. and won. Yeah, because you'd had such a proof of having F1 everything. Right. Do you know what latches is? No. It's a law that after seven years, if you don't take possession oh. of your name, right. then you lose it. Right. And you'd it, had F1 forever. Yeah. So anyways, was I going to spend another half a million bucks? So I, got, I did a settlement. They gave me some money. So you, okay. Story. So you guys settled and then everything became X1. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty simple story. Okay. The how end. Do you, how, do you, how do you like the indoor karting business or the karting business in general? Can I, mean, I tell you, can I do, it's like anything else. That piece of land that you sit there, it's not the highest and best use. That f***ing land is probably worth. The one up here on yeah, the road. Okay. It could be worth between 25 and 35 or 40 million as a housing development. Really? Yeah. At some point, somebody's going to come in there and... You know, I mean, look, every deal, it's like Jiffy Lube. Every deal has, a, has its life. Right. Now, right. I got the outdoor track. You've seen that. Well, Johnson, so yeah, this, yeah. yeah, so let's, let's set up because, like, because you, you didn't grow up karting or anything, but yet karting has oh, played a big Oh, let me tell karting. you, I was down there Sunday down at the outdoor track. Yeah. Have you been there? F1 Outdoor, yeah. I made the goddamn video for oh, it. Oh, that's right, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you cussing now? It's <laughs> so, in the RJ comes out of me when I'm so, uh, But anyways, they, I, there was racing down there like a dream about. I mean, you kind of... Did you do karting? very minimal, but yes. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's if I you know I drove quite a bit. I drove the uh, RM1, the, the two-speed. Then I did a uh, six-speed paddle shifter. 
I mean, there's nothing like karting. That's why all these guys like Senna mm -hmm. and, you know, Tony Kanaan and all those guys drive go-karts. So you own what is now X1 Boston. Is it now X1 Outdoor also in yeah. not too far from here? And, and then, then X1 New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Right. And then um, you still doing SSE East? Is that? No, Florida? it's closed that, that down. Okay. Yeah. But so you were a major karting importer for top-level yeah, yeah, karting. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But what happened with the Europeans is they kept squeezing you. And they didn't want to give you any more than 30%. I'm saying, how the f*** can make any money at 30%? Right, right, right. SSC, well, point this point. Because yeah. SSC was importing all of the, like, cow, uh, Tony Carts and all no, those guys. No, no, we were just doing CRGs. CRGs, okay. okay. But, no, but listen, still. They, they're socialists over there. They want you to f***ing just only make so much profit. Okay. Dicks. So you also decided to, uh, do you know where I'm going with this story? Hmm. Yeah, I okay, do. Okay. <laughs> Ryan knows. Uh, and I'll let Ryan kind of run with it because it's better to have somebody else tell the story. But yeah. uh, in 2009, you start your own karting organization, CKI. Uh, CK, right. You're right. Yeah, right. Do you yeah. remember the first race of CKI? In New Jersey. At Newcastle, Indiana. Indiana. That's right, Newcastle. Yep. Right. Yeah. Do you remember yep. anything happening during that weekend? Was there anything happening? Do you, anything? Do you remember anything that st st sticks out as a high point or low point of the weekend? No, with Bobby Rahal. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bobby Rahal witnessed something that weekend. Yeah, well. he, he probably did. did. He yeah. mentioned it to Jason because he was like, were you the guys? Oh, yeah, that's nice. A real so thing. Bobby Rahal remembered. Yeah. yeah. What but did he remember? There was an ambulance involved. A guy got hit by a go-kart. Yes. Who was yes, that? Yes, yes. And who the f*** was the guy? Who the f***? He was a, he was you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, yes. And what happened uh, to you? I was on crutches for six months. What do you mean what happened to me? <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. How the f*** did you get his? My favorite part, just for the people that couldn't see RJ, was that he was looking to his right, Sean's on his left, and he went, oh, and he said, it, it was you. That, like, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. So I how was, bad was it? <laughs> I was, it was, well, the, like, it didn't have to You should have sued us. We could have. Yeah. Oh, what are you well, doing, I'll tell man? you the aftermath because I remember. Uh, Is the, it too late? The, yeah, it's way too late. Damn but uh, uh, so I was standing where I sh believe I should have been, but it's Newcastle. Like, there's no such thing as your back yeah. not to something. And two kids got together. Ari, Ari we, we may, may, being one of them. And then claims some other kid. break your ankle? Yeah, my foot broke in a couple different spots. <laughs> And then the recovery wasn't. It was a long process, but yeah. um, lawsuit pending. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the f I was with um, trying to think of the guy that was my partner in that. No, He's know. from Arizona. Begins with a D. Dick sucker. Not Dick sucker. Damn no, it. no, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm on the ground. Well, wait. Shoot. Go ahead. Oh, you, okay, yeah. you're yeah. laying on the ground. I'm laying shooting? on the ground. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. When it's over, like oh. I get hit. Oh, okay. So let's, I'm on let's, the ground. People I'm, might not have listened to Mark pain. Miller's episode. Yeah, in pain. In pain. I was actually not in that much pain. Well, um, shock had probably kicked probably him by that point. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what I'm saying. So just in case you hadn't listened to the Mark Miller episode, Sean is filming, and it's one of these parts of the track where you basically are where you think to be in a safe place because it's so far away that nobody should really get to you. Right. That's fair. And you're pointing the other direction but again it's like you've been filming both directions well and it's like it's what it's five eighths mile go-kart right, road course like right. there's no such thing the way it snakes around there's no such it, thing as you can't not be having your back exactly to so and ari we and another person that we're not really sure but ari we met yeah 100 percent ari we met whatever his name is 100 percent his fault he and another kid get together they both don't lift out of the gas because they're assholes. And then they run into the camera guy they who's like through. a quarter mile off in the yeah. grass. Yeah, right. and my back's to they it, so I literally don't know. How the f*** did they reach you? Yeah, we, exactly. Day, I don't know because yes. I, I only know I got hit when I'm halfway through the air because I heard it right. before, I, before I felt You're it. Like, I hear, that sounds I'm like... <laughs> 
Yep. Yeah. And then I'm floating through the air, slow Is motion. Your foot not okay now. I'm, I'm more or less fine now. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a there's a little well, bit. I've got of some metal pieces, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bionic. But other than that, I'm fine. So, um, so did your shoes come off? My shoes go off. Okay. I land. My shoes are over here. My camera's over there. Right. Pieces of my camera in other places. Right. Um, How long did it take for people to realize something had happened? I don't remember exactly. You're kind of out there, right? Yeah, I don't remember how. But it, it, the race stopped. So, oh, oh, okay. Like, they did yeah, stop yeah. the race. So, yeah. I, like, I, I don't. <laughs> it's the Sean I will say that Newcastle now. like track workers stopped the race. Yeah. I would say fairly quickly. Okay. But I'll never forget the first thing out of the guy's mouth is, "You're all right. You don't need the ambulance, right?" <laughs> <laughs> who said that? I don't know, what flag guy some or something? Dude that's yeah. Who, so some guy who like doesn't want to have to shut down yes, the race right. because like if the ambulance leaves the track, they can't yeah. race. They can't race. Yeah, right. He's like, "You're fine. You don't need an ambulance." I'm like. Hold on. Hang on. No, that, that doesn't point that way. Yeah, because I'm yeah. looking at my foot, and I'm seeing Still how Still DeLeo. Oh, yeah, It yeah, was yeah. DeLeo? DeLeo. It was oh DeLeo. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know him? Yeah, I raced with his brother. Jeez. Really? Anyway, so awesome. I'll shortcut to, okay, finally, eventually, it's clear I can't walk. Yeah. And so yeah. They, they load me into the ambulance. My, my, my partner, or as you like to call him, RJ, my assistant, <laughs> um, Jason, Medbury. Jason Medbury, and Tom Morningstar, who yeah. is a cameraman for JF Musile. Yeah, yeah. Or had been. Um, uh, they load me into the ambulance, shut the door. Ambulance drives off. You're gone. I'm gone. RJ now walks up to Jason. Do you remember what you said to Jason? First thing out of your Jason, mouth. Jason. Jason who? Jason, my partner. <laughs> Jason. What? So, who? Uh, so what I they put him? me in the ambulance. First thing out of your mouth when you look at Jason, you got a plan B? Do you remember? Yeah, I don't remember saying <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason's like, yeah, we'll be okay. And Sean's okay. <laughs> Sean's going to make it. His leg's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember, like, because, I mean, look, we've always, been, we've always been friends. All business. Yeah. But I remember I got more phone calls from you for the next six weeks. Um, did one I? out of concern, like, but it was like, it was a little bit of like, you're not going to sue me, right? I'm not going to sue did you. I, did I? Yeah, you kept that? calling, and I was like, I'm not going to sue you. But I didn't want to let you off the hook that easy. Yeah, well, right. So I was like, right. I wasn't ever going to say, dude, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. sue you. I was just talking to my lawyer, and I don't feel so good. <laughs> i got to get going. <laughs> but I, do, I got a lot of Do we have insurance? I don't remember. You should have sued us. Just for the insurance money? This is good advice. I didn't want, I probably should have if you wouldn't have cared. Um, I didn't want the reputation of the guy that gets injured and sues everybody. You're a stand up guy, that's why. Can I tell you what? If that, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not, I'm the same kind of way. I wouldn't do it. I mean, if something happened to me on my job, that's the risk you take. So. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> that was that was a you know that was a deal with the Europeans again. The fucking Europeans would not let you make money. Yeah, Sean's legs okay though. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's just cover that. Just cover I that. Guess. That's the important part. <laughs> so when are you going to drive down tomorrow? We're leaving tomorrow morning. Tomorrow We're going to go to Jersey City. Jersey area, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we'll two do more. two days there. What time are you leaving? Early. Yeah. Like eleven. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like you sleep. Right when we get in, get up. Yeah. All right. Well, would you say Continental's got the check? I would say that uh, Dick Sucker would get the check, <laughs> but he's passing <laughs> on <laughs> apparently. So it's uh, Continental. Continental's getting it this time. I'm finished. Anytime with AJ is a good time. I am so thankful for that. I'm really happy we're finally able to do it. Also, hopefully this met the expectations of John Wetchen and Stephen Tanny, both who recommended we uh, sit down with him. And he was high on my list, and I wasn't disappointed. Uh, but we will close this out with a song called Layaway by Alexander Lewis, available on musicbed.com. Watch on double change. I am cheap. 
Just give me the fat pockets and the fat estates Let the smoke go in the air and let it fade away I'ma put a billion dollars on light away Told the devil catch up that nigga mayonnaise Got swag, got spots, got jocks, got blocks Red eye, 12 o'clock, I'm in the sky Going far, 300 hoochers, pink sleeves Mama told me succeed, Tarzan, I'm climbing trees They don't want you in double G's, they don't want you in AMG Mama don't want me in these streets The hustle don't want me to get no sleep My bitch don't want me to fuck her roommate It ain't us if it ain't a fleet They don't want you to rock bling bling They don't want you to ride in foreigns Don't want you to have endorsements Just give me the fat pockets and the fat estates Let the smoke go in the air and let it fade away I'ma put a billion dollars on light away Told the devil catch up that nigga mayonnaise Just give me the fat pockets and the let the smoke go in the air and let it fade away I'ma put a billion dollars on light away Tell the devil catch up the nigga mayonnaise Shooters and some scammers, TMZ, I'm on camera And you know I'm with some fine hoes Niggas wonder where the time goes Put that nigga in a blindfold Fuck you think I did the crime for And I had hoes, yeah, diamonds on the floor Breaking down the floor, split up with my bro She got pink toes, she fucking up her nose And I got the us, where you wanna go? Just give me the fat pockets and the fat estates Let the smoke go in the air and let it fade away I'ma put a billion dollars on light away Told the devil catch up that nigga mayonnaise Just give me the fat pockets and the fat estates Let the smoke go in the air and let it fade away I'ma put a billion dollars on light away Told the devil catch up that nigga mayonnaise